Hello. Hello. Good evening, I... Sydney. <laughs> I'm not sure how much please? of that. I, I'm not sure how much of that recorded. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know how much of that was about the uh, subject. So I think we're okay. How's the jingle coming along? <laughs> um, oh, man. Fucking amazing. I really have uh, been... The other thing as well, not being in the house. So tonight, these last two weeks, I just got the guitar out and just fucking hit the fuck out of it. And it's not I, like um, it's, it's the, I don't the know last thing. time I picked up a guitar. The weirdest thing is basically Louis uh, plays keyboards. He played keyboard. Um, at the, oh man, we went to the school like end of year they had an end of year concert mm. right so you have to go to the concert and Libby played keyboard with his mate who played the saxophone and they did Pink Panther and his mate was like really good at keyboard and shit and to, on the <laughs> literally went on the keyboard <laughs> Lou played saxophone <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but, and we were thinking oh man and they were really really good but they're like they are uh, i say like fucking young but uh it was fucking normally right so you go to these things for your kids you watch your kid and you go ah oh, here they are i hope they do well that was good and then you sit through fucking hours of other people's children showing off this one oh my god i've sent it because he's like the youngest so like they were, he's 14 so he's like what third year music and he's doing music for the next two years i was like mate you have so got to fucking up your game because this guy came on right and he had his fucking floppy hair down to here and he went hey guys hey guys so happy you came here tonight for our show hope you fucking didn't say fucking obviously hope you enjoy it we've got we've got choirs we've got uh, we've got bands oh bands hello i'm interested wasn't expecting that we've got bands we've got uh keyboardists we've got we've got sit back enjoy the show mate i'm not joking three of the singers the, the female singers that sang will be on x factor they were abs i literally cried <laughs> one of them sang this beautiful song and she ah, oh, she makes she was so fucking emoting it she's like hi see and then i'm driving home and this it's about dancing dancing alone this is okay. this is the disadvantage of being old and not listening to radio all the time so obviously everyone all the kids went oh you sound so beefy just like me and i was like that was such a beautiful song i thought she she wrote it and i was driving home and it came on the radio it's like it's a really famous song from like lil kim or something obviously lil kim is a reference from 1997 so that's not a real contemporary <laughs> thing but and it's about it's about dancing alone so because she's she's with her 
man she fancies in the club, but he doesn't fancy her, and so she he she watches him dance with someone else, and she'll be alone crying in the corner. That's the story of the song, and I literally was fucking. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. It's just a girl singing a song, and I heard the song. I went, oh fuck off! It's not even your song, dickhead. But then the band came on, right? And this is the thing, right? So it's in a, it's, in a, it's, it's literally a school hall. And it's what I like. The band came on. And normally, when the band comes on, the drums are really fucking loud. Mm. And the bass goes... <laughs> and it, it's dread. These guys, these guys, fucking pros, had spent a fucking long time getting the levels just right. So when the... the they, and they, they played... Um, oh, you're not 19 forever by the Cortinas. You know it. If you don't know the Cortinas, this is another one. This is where I'm going to educate you. I used to call them the Cortinas. Cortin, Cortin. It makes no sense why I called them this. I called them the Cortinas, but they're the Cortinas, like the car for Cortina, but not spelled like that. It's C O U R T E E N E R S. Cortinas. Okay. They are fucking amazing. They're at Pilton this year. That's what makes it relevant to this episode. They fucking okay. blew it away. I watched... The, the, this might be the second part, which brings it in. We're going to start them at Pilton now. But they they really... They fucking... They, they're like Oasis, but without being cunts. So okay, they play a so, song called Cortinas, and they it's a, you're not 19 forever, get yourself together. Do, 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 do. You're not 19 forever. You're not 19 forever. And it's really hard to control your vocal. Are you listening? Are you, what's happening? I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm just... Um putting them on my list the cortinas now i thought yeah i, was, I, was, I don't know if you were listening to uh, the a live rendition of the track so it's a really once you hear it it's a really complicated it's got layers and layers of sound and it's a really wordy vocal and it goes up and down and it's basically what i was trying to say is it's really fucking hard to do they make it like we're just fucking three lads from Manchester just singing some fucking songs. But they're really good at what they do. And these little 15-year-old kids from Solihull did it. I, I recognise, I know, I know the band. And me and Mario, that's Louis' dad, who were there. We, we were both fucking, he was in bands back in the day. Uh, he, used, he went to school, was hanging around with the drummer from Duran Duran that didn't make the cut for Duran Duran. Huh. So the, he, know, he knows Duran Duran, what, what I'm trying to say. And he uses a bit of DJing and stuff. So he's still now, he's still in his house now. He's still got like a proper room with the fucking decks and shit because he realised that he used to play guitar and drums and went, ah, it's just much more fun to go. So um, what I love is that me and Mario could happily go out for 
not on the pace. We have That's our cool. shared, yeah, our shared thing is Rachel and Louis, but um, literally he drops off like he'll because Louis goes to him every weekend, I'll drop off, and then we will discuss like stuff we like. And I thought, oh, we should we should proper go for just like fuck these losers off this this family thing we created fuck them off let's just go for mine and but i was saying he would he would he would do that oh we've got to do that scheme i was like yeah, okay we will we'll do it at some point but um yeah, so yeah yeah well oh he, he could do like some remix of the crew stuff that's what i'm thinking for the jingle, I'll lay it down. He'll just fucking like put some <laughs> some beats on it. I remember, uh, yeah, they're going off again. But um, so, so me and him, me and him were sat in the hall. Um, next to other, and when the banker went, oh, and we both again that love live music. We just fucking we're in bands. He was in bands. When you see kids doing bands, you go, oh, I just hope it's fucking good. And then I know the song. And then I recognize the drum is like, doof, 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 doof. and it goes like, I think, what is this? What is this? I was like, oh, no, you're not doing this. You're not, oh, okay, okay, you're doing this. And they fucking nailed it, pitch perfect. Every instrument, this is what got me, I was to Mario, as a sound guy, what impressed me most. It wasn't the fact that the guy sang in tune and they all played the part perfectly. It was that they actually fucking got the levels right. The levels were right, so the bass wasn't so high. You could hear the do 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 but it wasn't like because the drummer was fucking smacking the fuck out of it. But somewhere, somebody on the soundboard had just like in the mix, they did the mix right, so the mix was down and the vocals were right. Oh, and I remember thinking, I'll play another song. They play one song, fuck off. Huh. I mean, that, that the sound levels is tough to do when you've got a whole bunch of people doing different stuff, trying to get their levels oh. right. So here's a question for you. What about the stagemanship? Of the guy? Yeah, so, in, the, so the cracking uh, out songs. The, the right, so yeah, also, I may have forgot to tell you, the, the guy that introduced everybody, was yeah. the lead singer for the band okay so he was like comparing with it with the hair down um and yeah no he he had that kind of thing where he wasn't he just he sang he sang that's what he did he just he projected his voice out to the back of the crowd and he had the guitar and the, and also the song hasn't got like a blistering solo which leads me on to the next part of that show, which, by the way, it was, I just fucking loved it. I'm going to say that, right, hands down, I wasn't expecting anything. I went along to watch a load of school kids embarrass themselves, see Louis, hope to fuck he'd embarrass himself, and then <laughs> try and get out there as quick as we can. I was being pulled away from the hall because it was so fucking good. I was like, no, way, wait, 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 I want to see the next one. They were fucking incredible everyone's fucking incredible and oh i've got to tell you this i don't know how how this will translate across skype but they brought the band back right but now the lead guitarist is now on bass 
And they brought in a lead guitar player who's got a little 15 year old moustache. Okay. okay. Maybe you're 15 and you start growing hair. So he's got a moustache. But it's just like a shadow. And you think, oh, yeah. mate, just no. Don't do that. But what I will say, he's got a cherry red Les Paul. So immediately, nice. I've forgotten the moustache because he's gone. At 15, you off the shelf, you go for a strat. Black strat, yeah. red strat. You might go yeah. to a Les Paul copy, and if you do, it's sunburst. He's yeah. gone cherry fucking red, which in my mind is the best colour. No one plays cherry red Les Paul apart from Gilby Clark. <laughs> right, and no one knows who Gilby Clark is. For, for good reason. That's how niche that's how niche we're getting. I saw Gilby Clark play a cherry red Les Paul whilst playing rhythm guitar for Guns Rose event. When I make it, I'm having a cherry red because it's just it's beautiful. You know you know the cherry red Doc Martins? Okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Les Paul, but it's just that solid red colour. So he turns up and, I'm, and already I'm thinking, hello. Hello, here's a fella. He says he knows his guitars and guitar players. He's chosen a replica, Gilby Clark. Interesting. So, um, don't forget, they've got a choir. They've got a choir throughout the night. So, up until this point, the curtains have been closed on the upper stage. Okay, this is the finale. Down on this little stage where they're playing, guy with the Sherry Pool, who previously played guitar for someone doing a cover of oh man i don't know what it was but she was albanian an albanian refugee who was 14 and the the, like the music she went i brought her on today she's gonna play a song with mike on the guitar and she doesn't know how good she is and she sang this song and i was like i don't know what this song is i don't know what it is but it was fucking incredible and unfortunately, I don't know. I want to compare it to the original because the thing she was fourteen, and that's what the music was saying. She's four. Remember, people, she's fourteen. This is incredible. Listen, just shh. Mika, do your thing. And she went, okay. And I was like, oh my god! And everyone in the room was just like, oh my god. She's in tears. We're in tears. The guitar players just got just do some basic kind of like bluesy like so they come back on. I know I've made this a really fucking long story, but it gets good now. So um, the guitar player with his cherry red ball and really shit moustache is there. The bass player who was a singer for the Cortina song is there. The drummer, the band is there, and they're just going. On the stage, she goes. There's a hitting her thighs. Okay. And they're all doing it. There's about a hundred of them hitting their thighs. So you get like a. And they go. Ah! All of them on the stage go. Ah! To so your fucking hell. And then they go. Ooh. Ah, ah, ah. 
And then if you're getting this, it's just like it's rain falling, rain falling down. And we're all going, what the fuck? And then, so it's all going on, right? It's all going on. It's all going on. And then the bass player just goes, and we're going, okay, okay. Oh, oh it's, it's almost there. Have you got it yet? I was like, and me and they're going, oh, fuck, fuck, what is it? And they go again. And don't forget, these are all like 14 to 16 year olds just doing it in front of you, going, the soundscape is fucking incredible. And we'll go, no one's fucking leaving. Like, none of our kids are on this in this show. Louis sat next to me going, what is it? He went, I don't fucking know. Fucking hell. What is this? Do, 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 do. And then the keyboard guy goes, and then they kick him with the vocal. And I would love to kick him with the vocal because I don't know it, but it goes across the Serengeti. I guess it rains down in Africa. Gotta take some time, make the thing that I for you. And it all falls in place. You go, oh, fucking yeah, Toto. Of course it fucking is. But so how, many, how many people in the choir then doing, doing that? Uh, there were over, so I reckon there were about. 60. I'm going to say 60. Yeah, it's a massive Becca thing. And so half of them are going like, oh, they're, 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 they're stamping on the floor, so like the thunder. It's like, shh. And they start off, it's like it's a good fucking, like, probably, and the, 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 their music teacher is doing all this, like in the, in the, in the, the alleyway. So they're all doing, they're all going, oh, the wind's blowing. Do the trees and the band's just going going, you fucking know this guy's and then when the crowd uh, the dads, mums and dads are going, We should fucking know this. Oh but they but before a, a before a electronic instrument is stroked, they're doing this like And they go and it kicks into this fucking I want the brother Serengeti bear and then the, the choir sing in and you go oh yes fucking and everyone like I say it goes on for like fucking nine minutes and at the end everyone's got the stand ovation that was fucking amazing i say normally in those situations you go 
when can we go? Have you finished? Let me know. You finished? Can we, can we fuck off? I was like, I ain't fucking leaving. This is fucking amazing. The sing one of this girl, this girl sang a song. Alexander H on the way home. How much? She was like, Yeah, all right. Do you want to fuck her? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I just connected. She was just she sang the song so beautifully, and I thought. That's what you go. That's what you go to listen to the music for. Surely it's like you have a connection, and so much. She's oh, she just hit that note. So just made it onto up. YouTube. No, because you can't record it because it's kids. You're not allowed to. Yeah, there there are rules against having that data protection shit. They you can't go to school. Go, I'll record that for later. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so you're gonna have to try and time your next visit over for Louis's next, yeah, uh, end of year thing because it and oh, oh, fuck me, and that's only like that was the big ending. There's some guy did, um, uh, you know, Stan Smith, yes, yes, so he did, uh, he was like he's a fifth year, um, music student and he did like a Sam Smith song, I don't know what it was, but it was on the piano, it was fucking amazing. He sounded amazing, and like at that point, it goes. All right, I get it. You're fucking amazing, Jesus. I was expecting me shit. All of you are blowing me away. Absolutely fucking blowing me away. And he's just like, yeah, that's me. That's comes on to the song fucked up again. But it's one little guy. I swear, is the younger brother, like the main girl in the choir. She was fucking incredible. And if she doesn't become a singer, I'd be amazed. Or she might end up like singing in some fucking dirty, fucking Stacey club somewhere because she's got a voice. Yeah. But there's also this young guy. Oh yeah, no, this young guy. He did his solo was um, a Queen song, and he did a song, but no one backed it up on the vocals. And it, it actually struck me how good the vocal, the backing vocals are in Queen, because okay. he just sang. He just stood up as a guy, uh, the the music teacher on the piano. Oh, what did he do? What did he do? He did, but he, he and again, it was he. He was fucking note perfect for the lead vocal, but everyone in the crowd was going, "I guess, I guess, I guess," because uh, I went, oh, "Oh man, what was it? What was it? What was it? It's really." Oh, what's that one that goes? I get the real in the mirror. I just can't I just can't get no relief. Oh, find somebody to love. Find me somebody to love. Somebody to love. He sang yeah. somebody to love solo with a music teacher on the piano. And he hit the lead notes perfect. But it's just that bit. Because it's like. I got no rhythm, I got no, I just can't find the release. I take a look in the mirror, I cry, but I just can't get the release. I just can't believe in you. I just can't get the release. But in the, the, the Queen bit, there's a, there's a background. Oh, yeah. somebody, 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 somebody. Can anybody find me? Somebody. But in the Queen version, there's a, oh. He has a bit on his own, and he's just like, I just can't get the release. I take a look in the mirror. I cry, I just can't believe, I believe in 
Somebody, 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 can anybody find me? Someone love. I think that was incredible because him doing that, you realize just how much Freddie relied on the. Kraken song. Yeah, one of my favorite Queen songs. Look, there's lots going on. That's Queen, so yeah. It's one of the things that you have in the car and you can't keep up. Because <laughs> he sings so many words so quickly and you realize, oh, have you ever heard um, of the, about, I'm sure we've done before, about the um, isolated vocals? Uh, what, what taking the vocals out of track? Yeah, yeah so they, 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 you have the vocal and they take off everything else and you just hear the vocal. And there's loads of, as if you're on YouTube, just type in YouTube isolated vocals. That's fucking loads. The best one, maybe the most surprising one, is Pearl Jam okay. in Jeremy, where you realize just how much fucking work he's doing with his vocal. Because I say that, did the idea at home drawing pictures of Madden Tops, the Bib in the Yellow Sun, of Trace of the D, and When you hear that, with the, the track, you're going to go, it's always this crescending, but you just fucking take him off. It's just him in a booth going, oh, 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 how the fuck do you just come into a booth with a microphone and go, do it, man. Just fucking sing that shit. That was a classic album. I have not listened to 10 for ages, man. I had a thing, because uh, it worked now, because having spun the dice, um, I've now got every song I ever know on Spotify and shit. So I've kind of, uh, I'm overawed what I listen to. Oh, oh, yes. Actually, this is one thing. Uh, again, we've completely fucking spun off the subject, but here's a great one I did. Um, I have now gone somehow on my iTunes, I've upside downed by year, but I like to listen, I make a playlist by year. Right, so I go onto YouTube, okay. uh, onto the internet, and I say, "Random year, please." And random year says, "1987." So I go to my iTunes, and I drag across into a playlist all my songs from 1987, which is quite interesting because you then realize that was 1987. And some songs you go, "Fuck me, yeah, that was 1987." I'm saying 1987, particularly because that was the year of. Oh, 87. I also didn't realise until this song popped up, this album popped up in my list. I went, Fuck me, that's 87. So I listened to 87. 87. So I don't know, maybe. Um, oh, Springsteen, born in the USA. Bon Jovi, New Jersey. I think that was 86. There was no Springsteen in the list. Not that I've got on my list. I think, I think. Okay. But think more, think more close to home on our usual discussions. Okay, so Appetite was in 87, was it? Appetite was 87. Holy shit. So I didn't know this. I thought I was 86. I was, I was swore I blind. 
yeah. is 86. But I trust my, also because I've become quite um, anal in, when I put the tracks into iTunes and I make sure I've got the right album art, and also all the fucking metadata is now fucking bang on. So I tend to put in all the uh, composers and writers and all this sort of shit and the year. So 87 was the year. But because so this is interesting. Yeah, I was on. I was listening to it as I go into other things. I've, I've listened to a lot of like 87s, mostly electronic kind of like weird. And there's also um, a Pink Floyd album turned up. Momentary ah. like the reason. Yeah, see, now, now, I, I kind of, for some reason, somehow, much like the Foo Fighters, uh, I've never really got into, never really got into Led Zepp, and never really got yeah. into Floyd. And a mate of mine was inviting me to um, uh, one of the local gig places, um, yeah. the Enmore Theatre in Banks Town, Blacktown, um, where you get like it's where I went to see. Actually, when I went to see Alice Cooper, they he played there, and Little Stephen he was playing there. So it's like one of these. Right, okay. It's um, quite a big deal. It's a big deal, but it's like fringy big deal. Yeah. yeah. So mate of mine goes, oh, do you want to come see Floyd? And it's um, like a, a tribute band who are playing Pink Floyd in this place, and it's like ah, is it? And, but it's like full ticket price 150 bucks and like i don't know i'd probably rather just drink it than go i don't know i don't know about tribute yeah. bands i don't know yeah it's a weird thing but i i, I like uh, yeah it's a weird thing i, I like true bands for dead bands like i understand if the band cannot exist anymore mm. i get it but also, and I don't mind that at all, but I don't know about paying full ticket price to watch a band that's not... The, like, I know there's, there's the Australian Pink Floyd, yeah, which maybe you're leading up to, which are apparently as good as the Pink Floyd. But, but they're not. But they're not. They're not Pink Floyd. So I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd want to go and... I want to go and see Bon Jovi, Pink Floyd, Guns N' Roses. I don't want to go and see Bon Giovanni and guns right. and roses and the australian pink floyd and the australian doors and other things because i imagine but then i also if if i love those bands it's that kind of thing if i love those bands enough that i've but i will never get to see them then going to see a tribute band who are identical that would be a great thing Kind of. I mean, going back to your earlier analogy, it's a little bit like going to an art museum where someone has has painted the Mona Lisa, and you're looking at it and going, "It's probably a pretty faithful reproduction and yeah, potentially yeah, yeah. technically better copy of the Mona Lisa." It's just not uh, the Mona the, Lisa. What's the film? Have you seen the film where? Oh man, what's it fucking called? It's got, um, it's you know how Matt Damon looks like the other guy. Ah, oh, who's the guy in in Ted? Oh yeah, Mark Wahlberg. 
Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen Mark Wahlberg? Where he plays the lead singer for Steel Dragons or something? Not sure I have. So the idea is basically he's in, he is, uh, this is, it comes around, <laughs> I didn't know this at the time, but so the film is there's a, a fictitious band called Steel Dragons, which by the way is a real band, I forget who they are, but they're playing. And he's in a tribute band for the Steel Dragons. Okay. And so one night he's in the crowd and the, the singer, who's like self his fucking head on tits just goes you sound quite good you sing this song he gets on stage and sings the song and they'll go actually you know what you're better than him and he's self his fucking tits you seem like an okay kind of guy you could be our new singer so he's a singer of tribute band who then becomes the singer and what the hilarious bit is at the end when he gets like disillusioned and he fucks off, there's a guy in the crowd singing along and he goes, hey, tell you what, you come here. And that guy is Miles Kennedy. Ah, okay. In one of his very first ever appearances, when he was in like Maver 4, he was like, and does his little thing. And then he goes off and Jennifer Aniston's in it. Oh man, it's a really, really good fucking film. Steel yeah. Dragons, is it? I'm, I'm sure they're called Steel Dragons. It's a really shit film, but a really good film as well. Like, if you like bands and shit, like I do, and like I think we do, it's like it's that so insight into basically they get they get so fucked off the lead singer they fuck him off, and he's the lead singer of a tribute band. And I'm sure they're called Steel Dragons or Steel Panther, and that's not the name of the film. But if you type in Mark Wahlberg. Got it. Yeah, so the film's called Rockstar. Yes. And yeah, and it is still Dragon. Get in. It's all there. It's all fucking there. Yes, yeah, so he's like a TV yeah, band, okay. and he takes over, and he becomes he becomes the new lead singer of Rockstar of Still Dragon. And I haven't spoiled anything, but at the end, he does go, "You fucking do it!" And it's, look out for him. It's Miles Kennedy as a very young spot to you going. Oh, okay. Ah! Ah, cool. Okay. I will add it to the list. It's a good fucking, like, I love Eddie's sort of like rock uh, documentary. The Almost, Almost Famous, you seen that? Which one, sorry? Almost, Almost Famous. Famous. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's what really kicked off Tiny Dancer, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't heard the fucking song before that went. Oh, because uh, there's, 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 the there's the Motley Crew film out. Have you seen that? Is that the one where Hanson sucks his cock off? <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen, seen that. that. I've seen that, yeah. I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Okay, not <laughs> worth it? <laughs> it's worth it. But, but, you, but you know, yeah, it's, it's not um, safe for work. <laughs> but I was saying, it's really weird. Like, so you've had um, the, the Queen one, and there's Elton yeah. John. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like all the like, people who make songs go, and make films go, do you know what? Let's make some films about 
band because there's also the fucking the Bruce Springsteen one. Yeah, blinded by the light. Yeah, right. Have you seen that at all? But it's like it's just like suddenly every film's about like seventies, eighties fucking rock bands. Okay. Yeah, I was I was reading about it. Um, well, uh, apparently a lot of it is driven. Oh, I was reading some article about it, that, that, and they were saying it's a lot of it is driven by nostalgia. Mm. So, it's one way to get people like us into the cinemas by tugging at your emotional heartstrings, which is the music you kind of grew up with and and stuff. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't know if you have this sort of thing over in Blightyland, but here they do sing-alongs in the um, cinemas. So you get like Frozen, which is apparently some children's yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's a singing thing. I clearly know nothing about this. And so they'll play, they'll on like a Saturday morning, they'll be playing the song, playing the film, but it's a sing along. So the whole point is little kid, kids dress up as mermaids yeah. or whatever, yeah. and then they they literally everyone's just singing along. So they're doing the same thing with like Rocket Man and Bo Rap, where you go to the cinema, you have a couple of beers, and you sing along with the films rather than just sat there being quiet. Which is ah, kind of a nice extension strategy. Like the, we've got a lo I, d I don't know if it's a popular thing, but our local cinema, um, they do lots of kind of stuff like that. I guess just try and get bums in seats. Yeah, no, I think it's really great. I think like watching, I, we watch a lot of films, but I, don't, I haven't been to cinema for fucking years. But obviously, like also that like you got, and now what we have here is a lot of cinemas are doing Netflix nights. Oh right. So you have, obviously you've got Netflix, but like Stranger Things, if you watch that at all, such things. Stranger Things. I, um, yeah. I, I watched like the first, because I think you put me onto it. So I watched like the first two or three yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I think like episode, I was, so, and I typically watch it when I'm on, on a plane. So it's like episode yeah. two or three was really fucking scary. <laughs> and there's a scene where the child's running down a corridor and then like lights are exploding as they're going down the corridor and there's some fucking alien monster and I'm there just yeah. going, oh, I'm really scared and stopped it. And Actually, you know, I think in. you told this story in this house. To <laughs> I think it was on your way over to us. You watched it because I remember saying, like, you watched it. Stranger Things is fucking incredible. You'll fucking love it. But what I'm saying is now, basically, because all the money that the Hollywood studios used to put into films, like the Netflix and the Amazons and the fucking Hulus and all things, all those TV shows now have like cinema quality or well, cinema quality yeah. effects played on them. So if you watched Stranger Things on the big screen in a cinema, everyone together, like you could do like say over like say three episodes a night, over three nights. So a lot of cinemas, like independent cinemas, that would have been dead, are now doing Netflix nights, where they're putting on Netflix shows on the fucking big screen. And it's like a massive, massive fucking thing. And also that because Netflix are making a lot of films, independent films themselves. Like there's that Bird Box, which is really, really good. Yeah. And there was um, Annihilation, which is like a really sort of creepy little film. But their films that'll just Netflix go here you go have a film 
there you go, have a film. So you sort of sit and watch it. But the way I'll say, we'll, we'll have our dinner and then we'll sit and watch and I'll sit down and go, yeah, I've had a few. And it's like, uh, I've gone off. So I don't respect or enjoy the films that Netflix have made, but they're all fucking really good. But if I watch that film in the cinema, then it'd be amazing. So all these cinemas and I like subscribing to Netflix and showing those films in a oh, cinema um, yeah. like in you know experience. So yeah. you really get the fucking like a, a cinema experience of these films. And it's it's a bit amazing kind of thing where it's it's been flipped round where Netflix have gone, Do you know what guy? You haven't got to go to cinema watch films, we give them to you and people have gone, I quite like going to the cinema and watching those films because because Netflix or Netflix originals, they do a lot of films, but they don't do them in cinemas. They literally just yeah. go to the film, boom, it's on your box. You watch it on your on your phone, on your plane, on your laptop, on your iPad. Yeah. It never gets it never gets a big screen premiere. So all these cinemas are going. All these films deserve a fucking Netflix premiere. I watched um, Mute. This is a really good film on Netflix, but I'm watching it going. I watched it on my phone while I was fucking on the train. Oh no, I was going to see Al. I was going to see Al down London, and I found I had Wi-Fi on the on the train, so okay. I was like thinking through. And Netflix went, "Watch this film." I was like, "Oh no, I'll watch it." But I watched it on my little fucking that that fucking screen, and I'm thinking, it's like a big, it's a big focus each sci-fi fucking thing as I'd like to explain there's a big like big fucking <clears throat> which meant fuck all to me because I was like going oh oh yeah that, that would have really fucking scared me on a big screen in a cinema with surround sound and that's what I was saying these people have realized that actually net, all these Netflix films deserve to be delivered that that's interesting for like a couple of reasons one is I think the move, like the movie industry, so this is my fucking soapbox. The movie, the movie industry. Why can't they get on board like the fucking music industry has, that you can get the music on Spotify, Pandora, Google, Apple, whatever fucking service you want, and you can you can get all the same stuff. So why why tie it down? Whereas like if you're on, I don't know what you got over there, but here there's like th three or four streaming services. And they yeah. all get oh, no. like, Game of Game of Thrones to be a one service. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I'm fucking. I'm, I'm so fucking with you. I have got. I have got Netflix, and I've got um, yeah, Amazon, Amazon Video, and yeah. I've now got Now TV, which is Sky. Okay. Okay. I got that because for Game of Thrones, and they did me a deal. It was like two pounds a month till Christmas. Yeah. Normally it's eight pounds a month, and but through that I've watched. There's there's loads of stuff. What annoys me about Nine TV and the Sky thing is they will say you can watch this until blah blah blah. So, what? <laughs> Don't give me all of your fucking content and go. If you start watching it, once you start watching, it, you go. You've now got three weeks to watch the whole fucking thing. That, no, because that Netflix says we've got everything. Just watch it when you want. It's fine. Yeah. We've got we've got everything, and now TV has a lot of really good stuff. So I'll start watching Westworld. Have you seen that? 
Uh, I'm aware of it. It's a Western it's, thing, it, isn't it? It's, it's quite a good thing, and I quite well. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's really fucking mental the way it's basically like some people are robots and some are humans. You're never quite sure who's robots and who's humans, and it's all really fucked up. And there's there's time jumps. Some bits take a place in the past, and then they like I'm talking to you, but you don't know if I'm talking to you now or two years ago or two years in the future. I'm just talking to you now. I'm supposed to work that out. Okay. At the end, at the end, you're going to go, oh, okay. Now I've got to the end. When I was talking to you, that was two years ago. And then the next conversation I had to you, that was two years in the future. Oh, okay. But sometimes you go, I don't really want that when I watch the show. I want to go, just tell me a story and then fuck off. It, it, that's, that's, that's exactly where I am in life right now. I just man it with work. When I come home, I just want to watch an hour of TV before I go to bed. And I just want to watch pretty people just do funny things. Just entertain yeah, Westworld. me. Westworld yeah. is not for you. Right. You have to work out the fact that when that guy, he was wearing a red shirt. And then that next conversation, he's wearing a white shirt. And at the end, when he's wearing a white shirt, he was a bad man. But when he's wearing a red shirt, he was a good guy. And it's like that at the end of the payoff, you kind of go, I don't want to go back and watch it all again. So why? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It, no, okay. I, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it going through it. And I got, I got the main point of, you know, animals. It was basically humans against machines and who's going to win. If you went to, if you went to the, the essential, the, the, the whole crux of the thing is you go to like, um, You've got video actually no it's even it's even similar it's that you got a game a video game so grand theft auto you know got grand theft auto or um some game where you just like you play video games and you shoot people what if the person who's shooting was real <laughs> okay so when you go into that video game any video game when you play a video game consider for a second that when you switch off and go back to your normal life they are still living in that life that's that's westworld in a, in a nutshell so when you go into that game and you play a game and you go oh it's dinner time go have my tea you switch off fuck off they're going where the fuck do you go he's about to kill me now he's gone okay and in that case so they they continue the story okay so when you press save and pause and go out they continue the game so when you come back in and that's the idea and that's quite an interesting idea for the game mm. and that's what sucks you in you can go oh, that's quite interesting but then the whole thing goes on and you go i actually have no idea what the fuck is going on with anybody in this show right now did, did you ever get into mr robot yes i did i love the first one the first series second series went too up its own ass and the third it, series kind of pulled back again oh okay because i i stopped at the second series because even the end of the first series because i like mr robot because it's it's like geeky i think i recommended then, you because when i watched it i thought that's you essentially that is you i'm watching yeah. you on television yeah and do you know what the the, the the very first episode i remember watching it and just going 
holy fuck that is me it's like like that was my life it was incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then it's and then it kind of goes a little bit weird toward the end and then at the end i think it's the end of the first series it turns out that christian slater is dead and is in his imagination yeah, and i was just like yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, do you know what? That's just too much thinking for me. I could follow the plot of you hacking the world and, and it's like Evil yeah. Corp and I'm no, on board with that. It's almost like that, that first series, leave it there, that on the twist, on the twist that his dad, like Chris Slater, is his dead dad. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm done. And then the second series, they went like even deeper into that bit. And I was like, I literally have no idea what the fuck is going on yeah. and in the third series they kind of went okay we fucked that up we went too fucking deep there's this weird thing where there's did you see the, the red telephone the blonde girl with the red telephone did you get that far no his, his friend with the blonde hair yeah so there's one thing where she she starts working for the other side okay and then she, she oh, yeah, she's blackmailed or something, right? Yeah, yeah, and she ends up, and she's like, she has this, she's in this room with a fish tank, and a little, a little girl comes in, and the red telephone, and she picks up the phone, and and the girl answers, the girl in front of her goes, hello, and she puts the phone down, and the girl goes out, and it's just this, and I was like, what, why are you doing, I don't know what's going on, if I was stoned, I'd probably fucking appreciate this. Yeah right. yeah, right. And actually, that said, uh, remember Matt from the wedding, my best well, uh, yeah. work colleague, whatever it was, he's now fucked off. He's been replaced by this 23 year old guy who holds Mr. Robot as the greatest thing in television ever. And that bit with the red telephone, I'm thinking, yeah, I think that's the, I think it's a kid thing. Like, that's probably the greatest thing you've ever seen. I'm thinking I don't I don't want to have to worry about shit or checking get like I like I like working stuff out if there's a an obvious like I like I like watching a film or a TV show that says solve this problem and then it gets to the end you go oh, I fucking knew that was the thing I knew I knew it was him. But Mr. Robot just threw so many fucking mm. uh, possible, like, bad people. You kind of go, I'm actually, I'm literally just watching going, it looks nice. It looks nice. Yeah, yeah. I have no I, I, idea what the fuck is going on. And at the end, at the end of the second series, I went, I, that nothing concluded at all. Absolutely nothing concluded. I like a series that just has a story. And went, oh, imagine if. And then in the arc of H8, that's another thing as well, 8, not 10, not 13, not 24, 8. It, 8 episodes later went, imagine if, and that's the end. See you later, bye-bye. No second series, no fucking reruns. It's a story that comes in and we're done. Finished. The Night Of. The Night Of. Who also has a, I don't know if it is the same guy as Miss Robot, but write that down. That's brilliant. That is one. It's one series of about eight things. Basically, something happens 
on one night. He's fucked, doesn't know what happens. Okay. And it's just him trying to prove his innocence. But as he as it goes on, he digs deeper and finds out that and it's like as it goes on, you don't know. You question yourself because he's the main guy, so he's got to be innocent, right? As it goes on, you go, Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure he's innocent because the more I find out about it, the more I think you're fucked, mate. And it, it's called in. I think it's the. I think it's the night of. Oh, the night of the wild oh, no, four. I tell you, it's it's the guy that is is he played Freddie Mercury in Borat. Remy Remy Manic. Okay, yeah, the guy from Mister um, Robot, same guy. Yeah. Is it the same? Fuck, is it the same guy? Yeah. Oh, my, is it really? Okay, yeah, so be it. The night of is fucking, it's a really good thing. We kind of go, and also, I love it is, it finished. You didn't need a second series, but they could have made a second series, and they haven't yet, and that was about five years ago, so I'm hoping they never fucking will, because it's like, it's a one-done story. Huh, okay. And the more you watch it, the more it gets... It gets fucking out of control. It's not romantic, is it? And Mr. Robot is. Riz Ahmed. Sorry, yes, Riz Ahmed. He was in Star Wars, not in fucking. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Cool. No, yeah. So, Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot is Freddie Mercury. Riz Ahmed yeah. is in the Star Wars shit thing. Okay, but he's British, but he plays like an Indian American, and you would never know he's British until he actually speaks his real fuck. All right, well, I'm from fucking Croydon, and I, but I can Indian from Croydon, so and I can say this, can't I? Because I'm allowed to say that. And so he he plays an Indian American. Cool. Okay, I'll put yeah, on with yeah. And he didn't he didn't one of the Star Wars things. He's famous for being in one of the Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, are you a Star Wars fan? No. Um, I can honestly say, at forty-four, I have tried. I've watched all of them. I've watched all the films. I've watched them like as we were kids in the natural order. And then I had Louis at seven, and went. Do you know what? We should probably watch the Star Wars. I didn't really get it when I was your age, but maybe we should watch it again. He fucking loves it. He's fucking all over the shit. We watched it um, again from the very first to the, the prequels and then watched the three, and that really fucking stands out. When you watch the prequels in order and go, oh, I'm now watching the shit 70s ones. And then and I go, yeah, it just bores the fucking shit out of me. I feel like I'm almost speaking against mankind to say that because like every man fucking loves Star Wars. I'm like, I just don't fucking, I don't, it's just shit. Absolutely shit. Because I'm, I'm not surprised, but I, I'm, whether it's a geeky thing, I'm a true believer. And it, it, it's, a, it's actually um, actually funny that when when the movies come out, 
we we do a big thing in the office that we'll hire out the local cinema and we'll yeah, just get like a thousand people in to uh to watch it so it's um yeah maybe it's a it's a geeky thing but yeah hey brother and i don't remember, I remember i remember i can tell you when i watched all the films i watched the first one i remember watching uh the second of the originals the empire empire strikes back i watched that in justin bratch's house huh with his brother scott i watched return of jedi at the gifts house in the Melvins. Holy shit! Because I just that was like, wow, dude. Because when uh, when did um, Return of the Jedi? That's like eighties film, and you you watched it in like the two thousand. Fuck. Yeah. Literally, uh, I don't know. We had that weekend where you came down to the Melvins, and we we jammed. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't think it was that weekend. I think it was a weekend before I went down to because I realised we were so close together, and I just had a weekend with the gift, and we just like in like jammed, got drunk, and then it was like on a Sunday. He was like, "Ah, oh, do you like Star Wars?" I remember. I think, think I said. I think I said, "I've never watched the Return of the Jedi." He went. What? You have never watched Return Jedi. Then we would, and so we started watching it. <laughs> what I love was <laughs> I had a train. I trained to catch because he lived quite close to the station. Yeah. Right. It wasn't too far from the station. It was like basically it went. And I pause it here. When's your train? I was like, ah, uh, it's like it's ten past three. It went. Okay. You went to the end. Basically, uh, <laughs> it's just went, yeah. So. Darth Vader, that's Luke's father. So, um, should we should we go to the train station? I was like, okay then. So, so that was like one of cinema's greatest reveals ever, and he's just like, yeah. yeah he just, just, just pause. When's your when's your train? I was like, well, I've got one in twenty minutes. Went, yeah, the reveal is about forty five minutes. So <laughs> I'll tell you the end, and you can still get your train, or or. Do you want to watch the film and get a later train? Like I went, ah, oh, just tell me. I'm not really into it. Just tell me. <laughs> and then, like I said, we're doing it. We watched, we watched the whole thing from start to finish, and I watched that big thing. I went, to be fair, that is more impressive than Ian telling me the story. It is. It is quite impressive. I've never seen that bit where he's like he's on the lava. I know it's a bit, but I know that's, that's the moment that he's. But that's when, that's when Anakin becomes Darth Vader when he's on the lava and he has all the bit thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I didn't remember watching it going. Actually, that is more impressive than having my friend tell me what happened in the next twenty minutes because you might miss your train. <laughs> but that yeah. said, I still look back and go, do you know what? I still think I was happier catching the train and getting back to Brum that hour earlier. Then watching your phone going, oh really? Wow, amazing. Fair, fair enough. I'm not quite sure how to process that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I have tried. I feel like I should be a Star Wars fan, 
Rachel was actually more of a Star Wars fan than I am. Like she knows more about the shit because Mario is a big like Marvel fucking okay DC. Re- he's a wrestling fan as well. I don't get that. I don't get that. Like so, Mario takes Louis to the wrestling, and um, Louis is a big wrestling fan. And I and I, he goes, I was like, oh, I don't know. Don't talk about that shit because it's not real, is it? So right. Oh, I see The Rock beat such and such last night. It's like, but he didn't, did he? Because he was told to beat him. It's not like saying, oh, Seaman City beat fucking such and such last night. Until I find out that football is rigged, I will listen and watch football. But even that, like, Louis, Louis is now, he's like the biggest fucking football fan. And he watches all the fucking leagues across all fucking europe i follow yeovil who are not league again at sad times and i follow villa who are now premier league again that's good times so we're now like back in the big time until we start challenging for you the champions league european places then i'll start interesting myself in europe right now none of my teams are bothering anybody in europe so i don't give a fuck okay so, so you're, you're not in it for the for the uh, art of the game no i'm in it for the my teams the art of the players that i will watch yeah and the players that i will respect and understand and follow to my heart's intent. I will Did you follow watch any them. Of the... Do you watch any of the um, uh, Ladies World Cup? I watch the England again because I'm English, so I watch England play football okay. at whatever level. Because yeah. I, I mean, uh, the World Cup, I watched a few games. I, wa- I would say I'll probably watch a grand total of. 27 minutes of non-English World Cup women's football because I'm like it's just football I don't know who they are what they're doing it all look good but I'm not interested I'm not I haven't got a stake in it when England play yeah fuck I want them to win yeah but then isn't it stressful because they're such a bad team always well, a little bit but when it's women's football we're gonna go ah, well it's women's isn't it? it's not English. it's not the men's football it's fine yeah i don't i don't know i mean i don't watch that much yeah the difference being that women's are actually fucking good and i do i do like what i have <laughs> saying i do like women's football and it, it's almost like how football should be played like there's none of this fucking play acting and none of this fucking back chatting but the referee says get up and fuck off and go and they all fucking do it and the captain goes across and says they call the captain over and the captain says oi uh, there's a bit of that i don't know if it's just like watching i don't know i don't want to be like uh patronizing in any way to say but what i've seen of it is it's a lot more innocent in a way I think it's a lot more pure. A lot more respectful. Yeah, and pure is, is that's what I'm saying. That's the word I'm looking for. It's pure. It's just like 
they play the game yeah. like we played it at school yeah yeah absolutely and i was watching it and going do you know what this is a good game of football i watched the final i was in zurich and i was just yeah. um what yeah watching the game and just going oh, this is a good game of football and like you say someone gets a tap to the ankle and and they like just stumble and, and run on they don't just yeah, fucking yeah. fall over and when 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 they're taking a free kick they take they'll take the kick from where the ball is there's none of this pick the ball up toss it forward yeah, two yards yeah, yeah. and then take it from there same thing with a throw-in they'll take the throw-in from where it is and not just run with the ball 30 yards down the fucking field and throw it in from there it's it's just a pure proper game they're respecting the game and the guys uh, is just actually shit because everyone's just falling just over off. taking the piss yeah i always love um because the yoga women were in the Premier league for a long time and um, but it was like the real yeovil being in the Premier league and they were just like they got there on merit but like in the women's Premier league if you've got like say 20 teams who are funded by the Premier league and then you've got yeovil who've like they've got there because they won the leagues and they've got promoted the Premier league and um I've really forgotten the points I'm trying to make. What was I going to say about? We were talking about. Well, we're kind of talking about women's football, the integrity of it. Oh, there was some. No, it's gone completely gone. And it's about Yale being in the league, and no, completely gone. I've lost it. But I had a really good point to make about. Oh, man. No. No, 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 no. It's gone forever. It's it's in the golden nuggets of, of forgotten. Oh, wow. It's in the parallel universe. And we're still thing. talking about that. What? Yeah, no. What are you going to say? Oh, yes, no. Uh, so it was. It was a great thing. Yeovil in the Premier League, and they lost their star striker, who was about to be capped for England, but she got injured. What do you think her injury was? It's specific to the women's league. Uh, some boob injury. No, no, let's just say she got the injury, injury, around about uh, November. <laughs> she couldn't play for uh, for Yeovil anymore, and she therefore couldn't play for England in the World Cup that summer. Uh, did she get pregnant by any chance? She got pregnant. I remember thinking, <sighs> "Fuck me, Brian uh, was it Raheem Sterling?" Whenever you go, actually, I'm going to miss the World Cup this year because I'm pregnant. Yeah, yeah bummer. Because Yeovil were quite good, and they had a lot of like really good English players. And she was being scouted for the World Cup team. And she had to say, actually, you know what, guys? I'm not available for the World Cup because I'll be giving birth. <laughs> you think that would never fucking happen in the men's team, would it? Yeah, Harry Kane going, actually, uh, when's, when's the World Cup again? 
Yeah, I'm with child at the minute. So, uh, probably oh, June. Yeah, and you got another, another, another four years to go. That's that's just that's poor planning. planning. And that's it. And basically, she 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 quit from Yeovil as a professional footballer, had the baby, and just quit football to become a mom because her yeah, husband earned more than she did, and so she became a mom. I think. But you were on the verge of being an international world-class footballer and you still go no he earns more than me so i'll stay at home with the baby well i guess when you've got when someone else is utterly dependent on you i guess your priorities change you hmm. but you must think like, like if rachel was a, a world-class footballer I'll be thinking, well, look after the dab. Come on. Can you go back and play football? I'll be all right. Yeah, but it's it's pretty thing, cool, right? It's that weird thing where, like, the sort of top level women's football is still probably way below the semi pro men's football. Yeah, although may maybe this latest World Cup is going to change that because. The football was just so much better. The game, the spectacle was just so much better. Yeah. So I, I think in a way, you know, the boys have really got to look out because because you've got a lot of women watching the football and then a lot of guys watching the football. So maybe you won't have all the guys, but you've got a lot more women watching it now. So potentially you know, the, the viewing figures could be quite formidable because yeah. you've just unlocked a whole demograph that maybe wouldn't have watched it before. And it's just better, it's a better game. Is it big over there? Sorry? Is it big over there, like in Australia? Uh, the World Cup was. But is, that, is but the, in... like, they, they, like the... But generally not... Like I know, like I know the like the the football's not that great anyway. Yeah, because a few teams like there's, from my memory, there was like a, a lot of teams in Sydney, who were really good, and there's Perth Glory right over the fucking outside the country, who were probably the best team in the country, and they would come over and fucking whip all the fucking Sydney boys' asses and go, well, we've won the league again, and there's <laughs> fuck all we can do because. What does it mean? Because I say, like, football or soccer wasn't a massive thing in Oz when I was there. So I wonder if yeah, the women's I, I, football is a bigger thing. Is it is it even bigger than anything? Or, uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't really, to be honest, I don't really follow the soccer rules, right? Yeah. I, I don't really follow it. Well, the Sheila rules, they're called. Oh, me, maybe. I remember, but, I remember the Socceroos, they came over to play England and like, oh yeah, it's the Socceroos. I have some recollection of the, this World Cup and it was the Sheila Roos. Is that right? The Sheila Roos? Maybe. It, it, yeah, I'm not sure. I just love that Oz kind of like completely un-PC way going, wow, there's Sheilas and the, we've got Roos. So, Sheila Roos. That all right? How's them apples? All right? Yeah. Fucking. 
but Aussies are still really you know Australia is such a blue collar such a it's like it's just like them the UK in the 70s uh, so it's just really un PC really unbalanced and yes so yeah there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of sexism a lot of racism racism oh my god it's crazy I just remember like I said I wasn't there for very long but when I when I when I was there for a bit I just like like you say it was that idea of like it was stepping back into the 70s where I remember like just seeing the adverts that the Ford the 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 Ute the Ford Ute I went this guy with like a big fucking um like a vet like a white vest on just went I buy Ford Utes because they piss all over Mazda Utes because they're shit buy a Ford Ute yeah fuckers and he gets back in that drives off and they're like is that an advert that's not an advert is it that's not really an advert is that an advert and it literally was like every advert came on was like I use this because it's good, whereas that is shit. <laughs> did Did you see the um the thing that I I put on Facebook? I know Smive is quite political on Facebook, and I, I just I just posted this this thing. I think it was like a general election or something that we had here, and not about the politics, but just about the smear campaign. And it was what was it? It was like. Dave, Dave the Builder was giving his honest review of, it's like, yeah, these guys are Muppets. Just slap them with a cold know, fish, yeah, you Muppets. It wouldn't load. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I, I pressed it, it would, it would fucking load. And I was like, oh, man. It was brilliant. It was just like, give these Muppets a slap in the face with a cold fish. <laughs> Because they're fucking Muppets, and that that I mean, I got it from YouTube, but they were playing it on national yeah. TV. And I was going, "Holy shit!" I just remember because uh, when I was there in Oz, there was always, there's Chinese there was Chinese immigrants in a ship outside <sighs> Australia waiting to come in, and there's it was a great thing I said back in those when I was there. I didn't have fucking. Either, either, I'm not even sure I had Facebook. I don't think, uh, no, no, actually, I didn't. I wasn't even on Facebook when I was in Australia. Right, that's how long ago. Yeah. Fuck me, what was that? I was in 20, 2003, I think, or so. Less than 10 years ago, we didn't have digital cameras. Yeah. Fucking digital MP3 players or social media. So I was in a different country. And I had to phone home or send a postcard home. And at the time, we were sitting there and there was loads of Chinese immigrants waiting to get into Australia. And the Prime Minister, and this is the greatest thing, I don't even know who your Prime Minister is. Uh, I don't even know if it's a woman or a man. Oh, actually, I think I might know... You should probably know, to be fair. Well, the do you know what, the only reason that I know is because I said to Anna, like, maybe on Wednesday, who the fuck's <laughs> the Prime Minister of Australia? Um, but, so it's, it's a, I, I know who it is. He, he's ScoMo. 
Scott Morrison. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, that is so fucking Aussie. Yeah, that's his. That's his name. Scott because we can't. We can't fucking say Scott Morrison, mate. That's too f- what? We'll call him Scomo. Yeah, Scomo. <laughs> I've I've what no idea, there? no idea what party he's. When I was, when I was there, the fucking the guy was called. It was just like it was Davo or something. I remember that same thing. I remember like trying to be like, like Mister fucking right on PC. The fucking let's see. So the country I'm living in right now, who's your fucking prime minister? Like, I don't fucking know, mate. It's just some fucking. And it was I found out there was Maka. The closest I got was Maka. Because at the time it was, it was something like it was Ian McKenzie. I was like, ah, it's Macca. We all fucking love yeah. Macca. You know why? Because he keeps the blacks out of fucking Australia. Yeah, it's fucking Macca. It's just so fucking. I remember, uh, so I was in Australia, we were in fucking um, Sydney, and I was in, um, oh, I was in Peter, Peter. Is it Petersburg? No, Peters. There's a Petersham. Petersham. That's what I did. I live in Petersham, right by the station. That's where I was. And Smythe lived in Mac. Mac something. Macersville. Max. Oh, it's right by Petersham. Oh, my job is pretty poor. Where do you live? Do you live right outside the bridge? Yeah, I, I, I live in the posh part of the bridge. Yeah, we, we were right in the fucking... Because I remember Peterson being like proper Portuguese. is really fucking Portuguese. And I remember eating a lot of Portuguese food that I fucking loved. And right now, I'm still Googling, trying to find what the fuck was that thing that we called a Dudek. <laughs> because there was, a, at the time, the Liverpool goalkeeper was Jer- Jersey Dudek. It's not a Dudek. It's a Portuguese, it's like a folded pizza, but a kebab. It's like you, okay. get, you get a kebab and a pizza and you fold it over and you turn it and you roast it like a and you turn it like a, on a on a spin, on a spit like a kebab does. And every fucking night when I'll have a jersey deck and it's goes like, ah, you with your jersey decks, you fucking poms. Boom, and we have it and we come home. It's like it was cheese and pepperoni and you say oh, it's fucking amazing i don't believe i'll ever get that same thing again unless i go to petersham to that restaurant and go ah oh, do me a jersey do deck because it doesn't exist i cannot find the recipe marrickville marrickville right yeah marrickville smive lived in there was because it's there all these little names were like from london so like petersham yeah. was part of london and there's marrickville which is and there's a croydon as well but he he lived in marrickville which is about one station up from me and as one night me and his mate got absolutely fucking wankered and we walked back as a marina, a marina Marrickville, and we got back to a marina Marrickville, and no, 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 it wasn't like so there's, there's literally I had no money left whatsoever, and I just I spent my last like quarter 
phoning my mum and dad to say, what a great time I'm having. Fucking amazing. I was fucking smashed. Absolutely smashed. I had no idea I was. But I thought, I'd better phone home and say, oh, happy Christmas. Having a great time. Brilliant. Bye. Hand the phone up. Went to the station. Sat on the bench at the station. And this wind blew. And there's litter blowing. I was like, hang on a second. That yellow, yellow, there's a bit of yellow paper. What's yellow in Australia? A $50 note. Is it a $50 note? Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. I took that, went down the station, because all the fucking trains had stopped. Picked that up, went to the fucking taxi rank, went, take me fucking home, sir. I believe this will take you the, the three miles that Petersham to fucking, Marrickville to Petersham is. Boom. Nice. I can't believe that I was in Australia and as I left, you fucking went over the other way. <laughs> Ships in the night. Totally fucking ships in the night. Ah, but it'd be, ah, oh, mate, we've got to catch up in somewhere like Thailand or something. That'd be awesome. Oh, that That'd be halfway. Be... Have, you, have you checked out that fucking um, thing I've done yet? The, um, that fucking the, Singapore, the band thing. Yeah, the webcam. Fucking yeah. Webcam shit. yeah. This weekend, I was uh, this week. I was listening to it again. They're fucking. It's amazing. They fucking. They literally. It's like I say. Like the live music is brilliant. The vocals are shit, but the the fucking the band they played. That, oh, yesterday I listened to them, and they played fucking. Um, Come as you are. And then that was followed by a fucking uh, sweet home Alabama. Awesome. It was fucking uh, incredible. What, I have to try I to mean, remember to something like, tonight. But I don't know what th your difference is because, like, to me, it's like I literally I log in about three o'clock in the afternoon, and they play for two hours, and that takes me home from three to five, and then it's like midnight. So, like, I put the webcam on. And then go back to work. So in the background, I'm playing it, and then again, I was like, I'll check on the webcam, and there's just these more wanker people going, oh, "I'll tell you something about what." But in the background, they're going, "Sweet home Alabama," <laughs> and they played some. Oh, they did a fucking Eminem song yesterday. Okay, that's eclectic. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine a fucking tie with his. <laughs> Let's say, um, let's say, uh, what is it? Grasp of English, maybe not being that tight. The, the tinglish, yeah. Yeah. So imagine, imagine trying to rap. They did, um, oh, what was it, Eminem? The one where it's uh, with Dido. Stan, Stan, oh, yes. Stan, yeah. this is Stan. This is a fucking beautiful song, and the guitarist, by the way, does a fucking amazing job, and they both play an amazing job, and the because the singer also plays the keys. But it's just it's like hey, like mate, mate. I am a natural English speaker. I don't believe I could actually rap word for word. Eminem's rap on Stan. 
I don't believe you're even getting close to three quarters of what he said. But but still pretty impressive. Uh, but it turned it into a rock song, which I liked. So I just ignored the vocals and just listened to this, this guitarist just going like, wait, 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 doing this like, weird fucking virtuoso thing. Anyway, let's bring us back to fucking Pilton. What is your, what is your best Pilton set that you've seen? Because this is the Pilton episode and we, we have talked for, I don't know how long for, but we have not actually discussed Directly, okay. Okay. I, I, and I spent all night tonight doing my research, watching a lot of Pilton shit. What's your best? So I, I, I actually all, have a good one for all, you. First of all, I'll say, what's your best physical? Yeah. In that you were there to witness it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Piss stop, then I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> the anticipation. I'm right back after this break. Although it's great because I'm fucking dying for a piss. <laughs> right, to be continued. 